Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Aeterna podcast, or welcome if you're coming for the first time. I'm Sean, the Game Master, and I just wanted to thank everybody for coming in for episode one. You may notice that we have a drinking game, and I would like to ask anyone out there to drink responsibly and probably don't actually follow our drinking game because it might get you killed. Uh, that aside, uh, please enjoy episode one. And thank you very much for listening. All right. So maybe I don't say uh, a thousand times. Hello, everybody. This is Sean. Uh, God damn it. (laughs) I think you should keep that one. Intro over. (laughs) That's it. We just covered all of our introductions. Hello, this is John. Uh, God damn it. (laughs) Basically. No, I I think that should actually just be season one, and then, like, now we start season two. Welcome welcome to the uh podcast. (laughs) Hey, this is Trey. Oh, fuck. All right, season two covered. Good job. Good job. Fucking be it, dude. Um, Fuck. Hi, everybody. This is Sean, King of the Uz, and also your Game Master for the Aeterna Podcast. Uh, This is going to be episode one, session one of the Aeterna Podcast, and we're going to go ahead over here and get into our players. Hi, my name is Chris, uh, otherwise known on the internet as Critically Accursed, and I am playing a human swashbuckler named Riley Morheim, dressed in traditional swashbuckler fare of flowy clothing, Armed with a rapier, self-trained swordsman, currently in Stormbluff, seeking a lost lover. Hi, this is uh, Richard. I am going to be playing Lark Shun Gaderno. Uh, he is a young, impressionable rogue that I am looking to possibly multi-class into Arcane Trickster eventually. Um, but for now, I'm just young and dumb. Um, he is... Um, dark-skinned. He comes from the deserts way across on the other side of the world, so he is uh, uh, a newcomer to these regions and uh, currently dressed into fairly nice clothes as he's just been fired uh, from his job as a seamstress. So he's looking for work. Hi, I'm Austin, otherwise known as I Wear Silly Hats, and I'll be playing Leaf Goldthrush, the benevolent druid, and his ever-present companion and sapling Trent box leaf is a narrow and dark-haired elf wearing self-made clothes and ever-present traveler uh doer of good and man of the people uh yes i am troy uh i will be playing uh brock he is an oread rather short in stature standing only five feet tall he is the skin of earth is very earth-toned and kind of a rough uh, actual skin texture. Uh, his hair is actually made of a crystal that stands up and is kind of a greenish-yellow. Um, he is a geokineticist, meaning that he actually uh, controls the earth in some manner. And he is a wanderer pursuing his recent discovery uh, that he is apparently a follower of Desna. Alright, so I'm Tracy, and I will be playing Adira Maka. She is a Shabti warlock, 
she is six foot tall and has very tan skin that has a metallic golden hue to it with solid white eyes and white hair that looks like feathers at the bottom and these eerie blue lips so she's kind of off-putting to most people and she has no memories of her own she has only been on this plane for three days and all of her memories are of a dead queen haha i'm trey i'm easily distractible i am playing foresight slightly less easily distractible but still easily distractible he is your heel slut he's gonna make sure that everyone feels just a-okay he's got well I'm not sure if anyone can really see his hair, seeing as it's covered in a hood. You might see a little, a little dew-dangle hanging down beside his face. He is relatively unremarkable. He's got a little pack on. I think he's the richest person in this party. And ooh, a piece of gum. <laughs> Alright, now that introductions are out of the way, um, we can go ahead and uh, uh, start the scene back at where... Uh, we left off during session zero with, I believe it was Lark heading headfirst down into the cellar of the Blackfish Tavern to seek out what manner of shitty little creature is ruining Carla's food. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so, okay, so what can I make out? What do I see? All right, so the cellar is dimly lit uh, by a single lantern hanging in the center of the room. And you can look around and very easily see that there's a fair amount of uh, boxes, bags, crates, things you would expect in a food storage cellar. And go ahead and give me a perception check uh, to see if you notice anything else. Absolutely. Uh, I rolled a 17 on my perception check. All right, so you look around, and uh, you notice that there is something dark that darts out of the way uh, when you approach and heads off behind a stack of barrels. Okay. Uh, you don't get an extremely clear look at what it was, uh, but you do see it. Uh, you see the movement, and it is roughly the size of a rat. It, it, it's it's rat size, a big rat. Okay. Not only big one, but big. All right. Then I will assume that it is a rat until I am given any evidence to the contrary. So I'm going to try to approach as silently as possible. Uh, would you like me to roll a stealth check? Yes, please. I got a 24 on my stealth. Wow. First nat 20 of the game, huh? Huh. Well, the rat hit you in the jugular. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good run, guys. You sneak forward uh, towards the, the shape you saw move, uh, and it doesn't notice you as you creep up around it, and it's kind of just like around the back of that barrel, uh, and you can see it. Okay. Uh, uh, and you do see, uh, now that it's holding still, that it is indeed a rat. It is a rat. Okay. So... Very silently, if it doesn't look like it has noticed me yet, I would like to withdraw one of my crochet noodle needles, which I use as daggers. Uh, yes, you can have one of your crochet noodles. <laughs> uh, and yes, it has not noticed you. Okay. Um, 
in that case, if it looks like I am in possession, I will lunge at the rat, um, attacking with my crochet needle. All right. Uh, it does have uh, cover from okay. the barrel, but you can make an attack. Certainly. Um, does this count as a surprise round? Would I get my sneak attack for this? Yes, yes, you would, and it is flat-footed. Okay. So I'm going to make the attack roll. The attack roll is a 13. 13, which will... That will miss. Yeah. Just barely. You go in, you would have hit it if it weren't for the barrel that deflects your hand somewhat. Okay. Uh, but it immediately skitters away. Uh, back further behind the barrels, and you hear this, like, kind of squishing noise, like it's scrambling against something rather rapidly. Okay. I look back to my companions, and I say, um, um, there is a rat down here. There might be more. Watch your step. Alright, so what's everybody else doing? Who's next in line? You say there is one rat in the room. I come walking into the room. Uh, it is also a very dim room for you. Uh, I believe I might have something for that. Like, there is a source of light, but... Well, why not put the source of light directly on me? I'll, um, before entering the room, Riley will uh, turn on his lamp. All right, Hang so you, <clears throat> you go ahead and do that. You light your lamp and and wander in. Uh, so you uh, you proceed down with this thing on your hip. Mm -hmm. uh, and another rat will just straight across the floor running full break. Goes like... And heads towards that same grouping of barrels go ahead and you can uh make an attack of opportunity lark as you have a weapon out absolutely um let me just find it here um all righty uh i don't know what the uh, positioning is there's there's no flanking so i'm i'm assuming this does not have the uh, sneak attack bonus to it uh correct because riley is not threatening it okay um, I got a 14 on my attack. Uh, that will hit. Okay. Uh, if it hits, then it is six piercing damage. You just kind of impale this little rat, and it's like, it's like in shock already, and it's like twitching on the end of your needle. It's like... And so it's, it's not dead, but it's certainly dying. Uh, it's down, uh, most certainly. Okay, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and break its neck out of as an act of compassion. Okay, if I'm permitted to do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead. This this isn't like full blown combat or anything. So you you just kind of bring it close and. Okay. Uh, who's next? Who who wants to do something next? Oh dear, we'll walk up in there. All right, you have no issue seeing. She is here to make this to make this money, so she's not going to just stand back. You, unlike uh, the two that have walked into the room first, have no issues seeing down here whatsoever. Um, and uh, the dark corners of the room seem uh, unoccupied by rats at this point uh, that aren't 
that you can see that aren't blocked by actual boxes and whatnot. Uh, but go ahead and make me a perception. That would be a 10. Uh, you don't notice anything really out of the ordinary other than like a bag of grain that's had like a hole gnawn out of the side of it. She will just, uh, she'll look around. She'll notice this, this one has the lantern on and she'll be like, do you boys need lights? Well, that would certainly save me the oil. Um, the dancing light spell. All right. I have a button for that somewhere, don't I? Yes, you do. There we go. Boom. Dancing lights. All right. So you, uh, you summon up these dancing lights and they create dim light, I believe. Uh, in an area. All right. And I will spread them out across the room a little bit. Okay. So, so that they're not all in one place. The room is better lit now. Uh, it's not terrible. Uh, it's certainly better than the one lone lamp uh, that was in there originally. Of course, Lark, your lamp isn't inherently needed at this point. Yeah. Um, or not Lark, um, Riley, sorry. Yes, yes, I'll turn it off. I, I also have a lamp. It's not on right now, but... Fair enough. Uh, so, go ahead and make me perceptions, all three of you. Absolutely. I rolled a 13 on my perception. As did I. I got a 10. Alright, so, all of you look around. You don't see any more rats just running around. Uh, let's go ahead and have somebody else enter the room. I'll go next. Uh, Forsyth would just kind of pop his head down, look around, see if anyone's hurt yet. There's a hurt rat. It's dead. Oh. Oh, I can't heal that yet. True resurrection, rat. Hmm. Totally worth it. All right. Besides that, you'll just kind of stand around, hope that no one gets horribly maimed. All right. Um. So, you uh, you go down into the room, and there's still a leaf, a box, and a brock behind you. Well, if Leaf is going to comment from the rear and just say, uh. What was the reward for this job? I, it, it seemed a bit hefty for scrabbling around in the dark, stabbing rats. Free f room, free food, some money. We're, we've got to be missing something. Is, well, uh, she'd, she'd probably be losing a lot of money if her establishment had a reputation for having a lot of rats in it. Do you recall how much money was offered? Uh, I believe it was 150 gold pieces to be divided. I see. Is the lady of the house uh, anywhere nearby? The one? Uh, yes. Uh, both Leaf and uh, Brock would still be able to see her as they have not gone down into the hole yet. Okay, uh, and I, I guess I'd, I'd try and approach her while kind of like keeping an eye on the room that everybody else has filed into. Uh, just say, 
How, how many of these rats do you say uh, are, is down here? Oh, uh, like I said, I don't think they're. I I didn't. I don't know that they're rats. Um, but uh, they they're causing all sorts of destruction and ruining my food. And uh, they never. I never see anything going in or coming out. They're just there, and I don't know what the issue is. Um, could, could I file into the room and just kind of see the, I guess the damage from the rats and see if I, I can connect it and see if maybe there's something additional at play, like another type of animal that's been rummaging around? Uh, sure. You can make a, you can go down the stairs and make a perception. Uh, well, I, I was leaning more towards like a knowledge nature, see if I could identify, or I, I guess I could do like a perception and then a knowledge nature. Yeah, that's fine. I don't see much with my special eyes. Oof. Uh, you still see some obvious stuff, like there's that bag of grain that's torn open and oh whatnot. My. Yeah, dice gods are unkind. I, it does. It does. It looks like. Uh, it looks like rats. It looks like rat damage. Um, you don't see a whole hell of a lot of it, but it does look like rat damage. Um. And. Uh, now that you're in here, and after a moment, uh, go ahead and everyone in the room, roll me a perception check. Lark got an 11. Okay. I got a 13 again. I rolled a 19. Alright, so, uh, Foresight, you notice a little sound. It sounds like scratching and scrabbling, and then like a little, like, uh, follow, followed by like an ambient sound almost that wasn't there before coming from the corner over near where uh, Lark is crouched down. Uh, he's going to try to make his way over there without knocking over everything in between where he is and there. Um, and try to whisper, it's like, hey, hey, I think... I think I hear something over there. Not really sure what it is. Rats? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe magic rats? I don't know. Maybe magic rats. <laughs> All right, uh, Brock, you are left standing in the uh, what is effectively like the kitchen area. What are you? What are you doing? Uh, he would just move barely down into the room where he can stay on top of the steps and kind of oversee. Like, unless the floor would still be blocking him, he would move down far enough that he's still on the stairs, but can kind of see the entire room. Gotcha. Try not to get in anybody's way. All right. So does anybody uh, react or respond to what uh, Foresight uh, has said? Excuse me. Did you say something about magic rats? But I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, man. I, uh, I would certainly look much closer um, to the area that was pointed out to me. Can I do a uh, search check or in this case just another perception? Uh, yes. Uh, and go ahead and uh, take a plus two to that so that'll make it an 11. <laughs> yeah, even with a plus two it's 11. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because I'm adding plus seven to my perception. I'm just rolling very poorly. We're all blind. <laughs> Whereas I have a plus one and rolled a 19. Yeah. Uh, so he's like pointing at the barrels and like you like p 
peer around the barrels and whatnot, and you don't see anything. Uh, but they are all kind of like stacked in the corner. Well, friends, what say you? We just start moving some stuff around to see the extent of these damages and maybe where they're hiding. Yeah, right. I think that makes sense. I start moving some barrels aside. I assist. Make a profession dock worker check. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> maybe one person stays with the weapon out in case something jump out here. Eh? I don't need a weapon, dear. I've got this. Alright, so are you readying to blast anything that moves, basically? Yeah. Alright. Okay. I'll help move stuff. I'll push a box. I will also ready to blast anything that moves. He he that's probably very rude. I mean he was just standing there. Yeah, box resist. <laughs> My bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright. Um well, I take it at this point we've ruled out the miniature halflings, right? Never rule them out. <laughs> no, no sign of giant quarterlings. Uh, so they your hey, Brock's still on the lookout for quarterlings. He's 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 not going to be caught unawares. Is is he minding his surroundings? Smart man. He is minding his surroundings. Okay, so y'all move around the. Uh... Okay, so that is Riley Lark. Foresight's moving stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll tag team some of the heavier bits. Uh, Box and, and Leaf will. Okay. All right. So whilst you are moving things, I need uh, Lark. All right. Uh, so I need Lark to go ahead and make me a reflex save. The fun ones. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Will saves are the fun ones. Um, let me just find it on this sheet here. Oh, I found it. Oh boy. Rolling very poorly. It's going to be one of those days. I rolled an 8. Alright, so Lark goes and he, he goes to pick up one of these barrels and like when it does like he doesn't notice quite soon enough that like one of the boards is practically like stuck to it and like pulls up and it snaps and then that one board snapping just causes a bit of a cascade effect on this like water warped floor and you fall into a hole that that forms from it uh down into a waterway below i need you to make an acrobatics check okay uh considering that my character is an acrobat with the acrobat archetype i'll be very disappointed if i don't make this check i will be very amused you should 13 13 right, ladies so and gentlemen with a, with a 13 you're able to kind of roll a little bit and and break your fall to a certain degree and you will only uh, take uh, one non-lethal damage. Alright, I think I can stomach that. Uh, so you fall about ten feet down uh, into this tunnel uh, that is one of the waterways uh, of the city that is essentially it's sewers, but because of the constant water flow, it's ultimately a lot cleaner. Okay. Ow! A look of both excitement and worry. Uh, foresight will call down. Are you hurt down there? No, no, it's 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 nothing. Um, do I have any light? Is there any of the light from the dancing lights or um, the uh, lantern? Yes, there is light. There is light coming down. It's uh, it's kind of at an angle, so it's not exactly illuminating you very well. Okay. Can I move one of the orbs down to the hole? Yes. Uh, in which it will provide a much better illumination. Okay. 
the first thing that I'm going to want to do even before I get up is I want to appraise my surroundings. So I'm going to give you a perception check here. Okay. Finally, a good roll. 25. Finally. Somebody rolls something. Hey. Uh, that would Yeah, you look around, you look up, and you see that, like, from the bottom side, like, it looked pretty decent on the top. Mm-hmm. But from the bottom side, like, those boards are fucking rotten. Okay. Uh, like, you, you can see that. And it's only really this one corner that's exposed uh, a lot. And, like, you can see occasionally there's wooden floor, but most of the ceiling is stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking around, there's... You basically, you got two, like, almost... I don't know what they're called, honestly, but sidewalk things beside the actual main water flow. And this is one of the things you've landed on. Uh, there is the barrel that came down with you. Uh, it is it is broken and gushing ale, uh, which is running off into the central water flow. Okay. Well, I'm actually going to walk down into the room okay. now that it's obvious that there's no more fighting. Okay. And I'm going to join the rest of the group around the hole and just be like, he, uh, he probably should have minded his surroundings. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you also see... Uh, skittering away from you a few rats in various directions uh mostly towards your uh like towards the left if you're basing it off the orientation of the room above uh and mostly clean it, it's not like somebody comes down here and cleans it but it it's just naturally many things are washed away down here very readily so like the ceiling and walls are covered in moss and lichens and cave wall mm -hmm. uh flora but for the most part like the floor and ground is only mildly grungy uh compared to other sewers you may have seen in the past it's very clean okay uh one of the things that I would like to specifically pay attention to, so you say, you say that it, it's clean, right? So I don't have the smell of, like, any refuse or anything from the stream or anything like that? Uh, nothing strong. Like, there's a mild scent that comes and goes. Okay. Uh, okay. You imagine that's because people do use this okay. as a sewer, and occasionally some will float by. Fair enough. But, like, this, like, it looks like this is connected to the rest of the sewers. We just haven't, like, dug into some ancient, like, waterway that hasn't been used in a thousand years. Right. This is this is just a part of the city's infrastructure. Okay, that's cool. Um, I uh, I call up and say, um, uh, guys, if if rats are the problem here, well, we've got a problem because if this leads right into the sewers, we're not going to clear the sewers out of rats. Oh, never say never. All right, that that sounds like quite the crusade. Riley, Rat Slayer Extraordinaire! <laughs> this is all the campaign. Hey, I was hired for a job. It seems like a simple matter of just sealing the hole. Please, don't be ridiculous. We have to go down there and kill all of the rats. That's what we were hired for. If we gotta kill all the rats in the city, do you think we should go to the city to see if we can get paid for some more? Oh, yes, and there's probably a permit we need to do it. That, uh, that doesn't sound too exciting. You can make a knowledge local if you want to confirm or deny that. Uh, I will give you a knowledge local. 28, that is a critical success. I know you don't really crit. All right. It's a high roll, guys. It's a high roll. Yeah, but uh, that's still a very good check. 
Um, while there's no particular bounty for rats, um, bounty for threats to the general public uh, do exist, as well as um, it not being really one of those things that, unless you're going to do it on an industrial scale, that you would need a pub permit for. Like, if you were coming down here and using poisons, uh, you would certainly need approval for that. But if you're just coming down here and, like, dabbing the shit out of some rats, they... they they're, they'll take your rats, your rat skins, um, so to speak. Uh, although, like, a handful of rats, they're going to just be like, eh. So maybe if there's some greater threat or even a huge swarm uh, or nest of rats that you clear out, they might consider paying something. Well, if we're going to go down in this hole and look for these creatures, might I ask if anybody has some rope. I don't want to make the trip the same way he did. I got rope. Uh, yeah. Forsythe's gonna take out some, uh, some dope knotted silk rope. It's about 50 feet. I think that should be enough, right? Yeah. That, that's that's more than enough. It's a 10-foot drop. Yeah. So you, you can tie it to one of the support posts in the room and just drop it down. Uh, and that basically, if everybody takes a 10, makes it almost impossible to fall uh, into the hole. Yeah, with knotted rope, I believe the DC is five. Yeah, I failed that. Yeah, so unless somebody has negative six to their climb. Not yet. Alright, so everybody who wants to go down into the hole uh, can get down. I'll bring the lights down with me. Alright. Uh, and just keep in mind, you have to... Uh, like reset those every minute, I think. But yeah, no, I have to recast it every minute. Yeah, but currently that's not a big deal. Oh, a wall that is too steep to walk up, or a knotted rope with a wall to brace against, is a DC zero check. Neat. Right. This is a knotted rope without a wall, though. This is straight drop down. Then yeah, DC five. So yes, uh, everybody who wants to can descend. Is there anybody who's not going to? Fox and I will uh, take turns going down, and I guess he'll wait at the bottom and, like, help me down. Alright. Uh, so yeah, like, you, you basically just have to get down the one swing down onto the rope, and he'll just, like, grab you and set you down. Alright, so is there anybody that's not going down? Yet, I don't see any reason not to. You think we should tell the lady we're gonna go down the the sewers from her, from her her inn? Or well, well, I would hope she's smart enough to figure it out if she walks in here and sees the rope. Let's not break the news of all the structural damage to her just yet. Why not search the sewers a little bit to see if there isn't anything more to these creatures disturbing her basements? And if not, then we can go upstairs and tell her that she needs to sink a lot of money into fixing her basement. Yeah, right. She might, uh, she might feel less compelled to be mad about the hole in the floor if, uh, we solve the problem of whatever's down here. If we throw some dead rats at her feet. Well, it makes it seem like it was for a reason. To be fair, she should thank us for having one of us fall down there instead of her doing it. The, uh, <laughs> the flooring in, in the basement that's got, like, the hole in it? Uh, what, what's that made of? Is that wood or is that stone or? 
the the flooring of the basement itself is is wood um but from looking at the ceiling you probably gather that it's either like for the most part wood on stone or wood on dirt uh but like there's a hole in the ceiling of the waterway where the wood is exposed probably from somebody setting down a barrel really fucking hard way too many times crack that shit thin little shell you have basically two directions to go down here uh does anybody have a preference left or right i generally like going with the follow the left rule but i know some people like following right so i can be persuaded otherwise but i uh, i definitely start looking down the left path first okay and that is the direction that uh you saw some more rats than the other direction right? mm -hmm. but the thing is is when you think about it though do you want to go to where the rats are going to or where they're fleeing from if we're trying to solve the problem i think they're fleeing from us i think so as well okay so, you, so i i can ascertain that definitively uh yeah because they they just they scattered away from me. okay fair enough then i definitely want to go to uh towards the left there all right yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, is there any difference between like the left or right sides? Like, are are we pretty dead set in the middle? You you know from like the layout of the city that to your right should be slightly upstream, uh, and of course the water uh, in between the walkways will uh, confirm that as well. So they they head up and they basically you don't know their exact layout, but they'll head up in some way and then like water comes all the way from the very top of the city and makes its way further and further down until eventually it spills out in the sea. Yeah, left sounds good to me. Alright. Make it unanimous. Left. Left! Left. Alright, so you travel left and down this uh, down this chamber tunnel uh, the smells of not necessarily human refuse but general decay and like kind of like mildew starts to become more and more prevalent as you go further uh scratching sounds echo just slightly over the sound of the water trickling now when you say scratching sounds do you mean like rat scratching sounds or like freaking demonic scratching sounds like rat scratching sounds okay um, like, like, small animals, uh, scratching against things. Mm-hmm. Now, follow-up, would this be, like, scampering scratching, or more like they're trying to get into something? Like they're trying to get into something. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make me perceptions. Alrighty. That's more than what I'd expect. I got a 27 on my perception roll. Yes, you did. Riley also got a good one, and Brock also got a good one. Alright, so... Um, Adira... We'll start at the bottom and move our way up. Uh, Adira and Foresight. Uh, you would both see that further up by a little bit, um, there's a, like a mass that's partially impeding the flow of water. It, like, kind of bulges outward from the... Uh, from the sidewalk on the right side from y'all. And so the water's getting choked a little bit. Uh, what Chris 
Richard and Troy would see, or sorry, um, Lark, Riley, and Brock would see, uh, is that this mass, uh, it appears to be made out of wood, refuse, cloth, uh, various discarded things that have simply built upon it as it washed by, uh, but it's also squirming from within. Okay. Do we see a lot of rats coming in and out of it? Uh, you see a couple, uh, like, moving around its edges, yes. Okay. Yeah, Brock would point at that. He would be like, is it, uh, is it just me, or is that pile of trash alive? Yes, no, it's definitely moving. Okay. It's a trubbish. Can I make, like, a knowledge nature check to identify what kind of awful amalgam that is? Or maybe knowledge dungeoneering, also? Uh, I will accept either of those and knowledge engineering as well. Oh no, they're learning how to build constructs. (laughs) (laughs) They were magic rats, I knew it. Rats are intelligent. Alright, so uh, I'll, I'll start with Leaf. Leaf, what you gather is that this looks like, though with the urban materials, this does look like a... Uh, a rather large rat's nest. Um, they gather whatever they can and shove it together and try and make it thresh and hold. Uh, so this certainly looks like a rat's nest. Uh, Brock, while you don't get that in particular, you are aware that um, that this sort of structure looks partially natural and part in the sense that it came together. Uh, and like partially like it was constructed by perhaps some sort of animal but the flow of the the stream has also built upon it uh and it does certainly look like some sort of nest of some kind you can extrapolate that it's got rats but yeah but i don't identify it as some kind of like living trash or slime correct it it does not appear to be like an ooze or a or a poorly designed pokemon or anything like that you don't get to be king of these series, Troy. <laughs> how um how dry does does this rat nest look like? Uh, it's terribly sodden. Like the wicking effect from like the cloth and stuff has pulled all this uh, water up into it. Okay. Uh, so like the furthest part of it is kind of dry, but most of it's fairly wet. All right. Um. Hmm. Looks like quite a number of rats have gathered here to build themselves a nest. Well, then we kill them and have proof to take back, yes? Is uh, is anybody good with fire? I mean, I got one of these, and he, uh, he'll holster his, his morning star and take out a, a, a flask of alchemist's fire. Oh, uh, that I think that would be great. Um... What I'm going to do as well is uh, I'm going to take out one of my vials of lamp oil. Maybe if we throw these together? Fine with that. You can go ahead and make a uh, either a craft alchemy or a knowledge engineering check on uh, on that combo. I have neither. Uh, you can you can make uh, the knowledge untrained up to ten and the alchemy untrained. Period. Okay. Uh, in that case. Uh, 10. 
All right. Um, you would know that uh, Alchemist Fire does like burn for a while on its own, similarly mm -hmm. to oil. Uh, you're not entirely sure if uh, if adding oil to it would extend or expand it. In any okay, it's it's the expanding that I was uh, more curious about. But uh, if uh, if I don't feel like it would make any meaningful difference, then I uh, I will be happy to save my lamp oil for lighting lamps. Yeah, ultimately, like if you were to throw it separately. Uh, adjacent, it, it would certainly expand it. Like, if it hit a different area nearby... It would that, that's that's how I was planning on using it. Uh, I, I think what might be a better way of doing it is, uh, let's just throw in the Alchemist fire, and then if the fire is not quite to our satisfaction, then we can start throwing fuel at it. Hi, oh, yeah. Uh, anyone got a, a good throwing arm? Mine's kind of garbage. <laughs> um... Mine is also not the greatest, but not terrible, I suppose. I'm not bad. I've been throwing rocks all my life. He will walk up to you and you sound excessively qualified. Hopefully, I'm better than everybody else. Cause they, uh, let's see, uh, I guess I'll aim for the part that's less wet when I throw this. Okay because you said that there was a part that didn't look quite as wet as every, everything else. Right. Um, which Alchemist Fire will burn on water. Uh, yeah. Okay. It won't, it won't yeah, but I figure it'd be easier. It'd be easier for... That's not bad. Yeah, that, that certainly hits. You needed to hit a five. Uh, so, yeah, you, you chuck it. Oh. Or, well, probably a seven. But uh, you chuck it. It goes... And the thing lights on fire and immediately a foot ton of rats start swarming out of it uh, and you see the entirety of like the mass like starts to like almost crumple from like it's it it's filling uh pouring out uh so it it greatly decreases in size rather quickly uh uh alchemist fire is 1d6 correct Yep, 1d6 and 1 damage a splash in every direction. Alright, so the structure is certainly taking that. Uh, so now, when when you say a fuckload, are we talking like double digits, multiple dozen? Um, like Multiple dozen. This is, this is going to be a rat swarm. Yeah. Oh god. Fucking. Okay, so I'm just going to round that up to two. The alchemist fire deals two damage to the swarm. And they are going to exit it. Uh, and they are going to look around in anger as. Understandable. As their house just got uh, set on fire. I too would be rather upset. Okay, uh, so they do take notice of the group and they swarm towards you away from the fire uh and they're going to enter the space of uh say probably brock and foresight are probably the closest ones given what just happened yeah uh
Yes. It would seem that Alchemist's fire has gotten a slight buff since last I checked on it. It's possible. They've been eroding for years now. I'm still picking up. On the following stuff. round, a direct hit, the target takes an additional 1d6 points of fire damage. Yep. I so, didn't know that. Sad thing, they weren't directly hit. Their high or their indeed thing was so their their little nest is going to be burning away slowly uh, because it is on fire. Uh, but uh, they move forward, and I believe they just do automatic damage uh, by ending. Mm -hmm. Yep. I need. Uh, do they provoke the boat by moving into our space? Uh, at all? They do. So you will get to uh, if you threaten, you will be able to make an attack of opportunity. Uh, which, unless Brock has on our or no, he has it set us, Cestus. That's right. Yeah. And I specifically stated that he was putting up his uh his morning star in order to take out the Optimus fire. Correct. Punchy punch. God damn it. Um. Well, that's that's my range. Punchy punch. Yeah. Okay, uh, that does hit, and that does uh, deal two more damage to them. Jeez. Uh, uh, and you two, I both need fortitude saves from you. And nice. initiatives from everybody. It's my favorite roll. Wow, really? Uh, game, could you not just X me out, please? Really appreciate it. You're welcome. We got Lark with that 22 initiative. Improved initiative. And we got Riley with a 21. It's all that Dex. Dex character with with improved initiative. Oh damn. Yup, yep. boys got this. You made this character and decided <laughs> he's going first, <laughs> right? Oh Brock, really? Uh, it is a disease effect yeah. that makes a difference. I do not know if it does for you. Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, Lark, Lark, Lark. Lark got it. 22. Riley got it. 21. Safe to assume that Box would just go on on my initiative? Yes. Uh, he, uh, as an quote-unquote animal companion, he will go on your initiative. Gotcha. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to use my trait, because technically you hadn't said anything yet. And that's obvious the result is known. Uh, once per day, I can re-roll a saving throw before I know the result. <laughs> All right. Didn't tell me I failed, but I know I failed. All right. <laughs> wow. That's really? so much better. <laughs> I get I get plus five to this. How am I going? How am I doing so bad? The it, it has been decided. You you are diseased. So <clears throat> that's sort of just how. Uh, Roll 20 do, the higher your bonus, or the more bonuses you have, the worse you roll. Yeah, I'm learning that. Well, actually, I've already learned that in my other game that I'm in, in roll 20. Mm -hmm. Game hates me. To be fair, it doesn't care if it's roll 20, a real set of die, whatever. Troy's gonna roll more ones than anybody else in existence. That's true. Did we actually take damage, though? Uh, Earlier? yes. Um, it was four damage. Both of you take four damage uh, uh, from Swarm. Swarm. That is significant. Wow, is that's a lot. It really one. is, yeah. Uh, that's a third of my health. It's probably more than a third of his health. Almost half. <laughs> one point away from half. 
Alright, so... That ends that. It is now Lark's go. Okay. Uh, you are just behind this this group of them here. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do then is... Uh, I'm going to stab one of them with my crochet needle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to just back the F off. Alright. Um, so, let me just find my character sheet again because I closed it here. Um, unfortunately, I cannot sneak attack because these things do not have a discernible anatomy because they are a swarm. Correct. I would yeah. Okay, so, um, normal crochet needle stabby stabby. Uh, I rolled an 11 on my attack. That will not exceed. You end up, like, stabbing into the mass and just hitting dirt, or hitting stone, rather. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, and, uh, I'm just going to back off. Um, about, uh, let's say... 20 feet. Alright. Uh, and without a reach, it does not provoke. They don't have any sort of provoking attack. Uh... So that will lead us to Riley's turn. Uh, you were right next to where Lark was, and he kind of sh- stabbed forward and backed the fuck through everybody. So I'm adjacent to the swarm. Yes. All right. Well, seeing seeing my allies in danger, I'll call out. I'll call out to them to back off, and I guess I'll take a swing at the uh, swarm. All right. That will hit, and uh, let's see. Alright, so they only take half that damage, but that is still significant. I try. I try real hard. Dealing 10 damage halved is still not bad. Okay, so... Alright, so you, with a a wide swipe, or a wide stab, you shish kebab some things. If you had a fire, you could cook dinner right quick. Nasty, nasty dinner. I'll remember that for next time. Alright. Well, there is a fire. It's right over there. (laughs) <laughs> just hop over. I'll just fling him over there. It's fine. <laughs> the smell of burning sewer rat. Yum. All right. Uh, so, um, it is now done. 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 Their turn already. Uh, Here's where we all die. So they are going to advance uh, through. Uh, they are going to leave Brock. Uh, they're going to leave Foresight, uh, and they're going to head through, and they're going to surround uh, Leaf, Adira, and uh, Riley. And so anybody who is considered armed may make an attack. Oh, don't uh, mind if I do. Uh, this includes Brock. Okay, let's start with this. I imagine they're not moving through any of my threatened squares. Uh, no, you backed off way too yeah. far. And then Leaf will give them the old one, too. Okay, and you deal bludgeoning, which is good. Goddamn, box. Okay. Okay, so, like, it advances forward, and you all just flail the shit out of it, and just, it scatters. Like, there's a few rats that are just like, and they, like, leap into the river and get washed away. 
Uh, but you've killed it. Thou hast killed it. Uh, before it could deal damage to everybody again. With all that shit. Good, because I don't know how well we can take <laughs> that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm perfectly healthy. If it could get to my turn, then I would heal. Yes, uh, by all means. Uh, combat is broken. Provide any action you would like. Uh, first, going over to Brock. As he was a fellow uh, assaulty by these 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 rats, detestable creatures. Mm-hmm. He will kind of wiping um, the blood off of off of the little bite marks. Gross. Yeah, he's he's going to um, go over and say, uh, "Would it be all right if I yield you?" Not gonna like smack me away or nothing. I uh. I, I definitely wouldn't say no to being healed. He's uh, he, uh, he would kind of point to the the giant marks in his arms. And he would be like, "This uh, this is not comfortable." Hi. Which and I his mean, hands you will... would notice he doesn't look any better. He in fact looks worse. Okay, so he is going to uh, his hands will glow. He will make a very small chance, and um, heal for all of that damage times two. Yeah, man, gotta. Gotta get some of that not deadness. <laughs> not deadness. Uh, he would he would look at his closing wounds and he would be like, uh, "Thank you, thank you very much." Not a problem. I I feel much better now. He will give a very wide smile and then uh, silently place a hand upon his chest and uh, yeah, he's he's fine. Which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you should actually be getting plus four, I think, to your heals. I, I added it, uh, just in doing that. Oh, okay. Plus one with, uh, lay on hand, or the first one was kill at wounds, which is a plus one for being level one, and a plus one to him because of my, uh, uh, blessed touch. And then for myself, it is... Lay on hands, which doesn't have a bonus inherently, so it's 1d6 plus 2 for Fey Foundling, and plus 1 for Blessed Touch. I see. Okay. Yeah. I automatically, no matter what I used, healed for the damage done to me. I like healing. <laughs> I... The, there was a very vast amount of rats, uh... In that thing, and I need to go ahead and roll something right quick. Sixty one hundred rats. <laughs> Alright, so go ahead and make perceptions right quick. Everybody? Yeah. Only got a ten. Well you did better than I did. <laughs> Alright. If someone were to roll one D twenty plus one for me while I'm restarting Roll twenty. That would be that would be greatly appreciated. Plus one. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you should let him roll for you anymore. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Brock and Leaf, you would both notice that the the flaming mass is still kind of heaving, and there's a shrieking noise now coming from it. It is now heaving and it is shrieking. 
Yes. Okay. Um, I am immediately going to ready kind of like a blast. It's just whatever this is, just if it moves. All gonna, right. You know, stuff that jumps out of it. And I'm just going to be like, everybody, watch out. I'm just going to kind of be pointing at it as it heaves. All right, does Leaf do anything in particular? But I heard the shrieking, right? Yes. Uh, he kind of like reflexively like casts light in the palm of his hand, and he just kind of shines it over in the direction of the noise. Uh, flashlight hand. Yeah. Uh, better shows that um the thing is in fact like moving around from something internally and thrashing. Uh, the fire has engulfed it fairly well at this point. Um. And it will let out a final shriek after a moment and stop moving. Guess where the dire rat got stuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay. Poor baby. All right, so... Uh, that, like, the, the fire will eventually, as it runs out of uh, fuel to continue, it, it will cease burning. It will stink of uh, rat meat and burned fur. Uh, but what what is the lot of you all doing? I'm going to turn around to everybody else. I'm just going to be like, do, do we need to take that as proof? Uh, I'll carry it if no one wants to. I don't really mind. Hmm. I say okay because I really don't feel like reaching into that. <laughs> Is it truly necessary to carry it back? It's not that long of a walk from the basement to here. If she truly wants to investigate, we could show yeah, her. Yeah, but to be fair, where is the work? Maybe just drag it over to where it's beneath the hole so she can just look down. While they're talking, I'm just going to walk over and make a rat kebab with my morning star. It's more like a, it's like less of a, less of a kebab and more like of a, um, like a dandelion of rats. <laughs> Fair. I would, uh, at the comment of dragging it under the hole, mm -hmm. uh, I would look at, uh, Adira and be like, don't you think that would make the basement smell like charred rat? And then possibly our living quarters as well. I don't think. You dropped out. I don't think either. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, she just be like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would do much, you know, do much harm. If uh, if anyone looks over, he uh, has spiked several of these small rats and has the dire rat on the. Uh, the, the topmost part of the Morning Star. If this doesn't serve as proof, much much else won't. Alright, the the diorat is, is rather large. It's the size of a small dog. Uh so so spearing it up on there it kinda it kinda eats the entirety of your uh it eats your shaft, man. Hi, that's fine. Although when I said it top I realize I don't mean like if I'm holding it straight up, it's like the topmost point. More like if I have it over my shoulder, whatever part is pointing up would be that. Okay. Like like a like a what, what's that called? The thing that hobo a bindle. 
<laughs> All right. You have your uh, half roasted uh, rat bindle. Yeah. Please and, be uh, mindful. These things tend to carry plague. That's why I didn't touch it with my hand. Purifying fire. Um. <laughs> so yes. Um. Just generally, if you're not getting all up in them, they're not going to transmit anything to you. Uh, yeah, unless they bite you. Yeah, unless they bite hmm. you. That then they transfer things to you. Then then you all proceed back to the hole. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Alright. So you go back to the hole, your rope do not make out with the rats. Yes, do not make out with the rats. Um you you make your way back to the hole. It's you know, it's it's probably like a hundred hundred and fifty feet away. Uh and you drop your drop your proof there before climbing back up. If anything, you could just tie the uh the handle of it um just below the handguard. I guess it'd be below. On the, onto the rope so after he makes his way up he could just like pull it up. Uh go ahead and give me a dexterity check. I'll do that. Is that a straight to D twenty? That's D twenty plus one. Aw. You like <laughs> you like jiggle it, make sure that they're mm -hmm. still attached, and then you like yoink upward and it just completely rips your uh morning star out of them and uh sprays like their guts all over your face. I need you to make a fortitude save. Tastes like chicken. Uh, you get plus one, get an 18. You yep. get plus five, get a... I told seven. you, the higher your bonus <laughs> and the more you add to it, the worse you roll. Everybody roll up a farmer right quick. <laughs> yeah. just, if, I'm just saying, man, if you have like a negative two to everything, then you roll 18 every single game. Every single game. He's got a plus five to Constantly. profession farmer. <clears throat> Alright, so... <laughs> You, uh, you, you are all in the basement now. Uh, perhaps the worst off of you in terms of look is Foresight. Having just, you know, whip, whip ripped his, uh, his morning star up, like almost hitting himself and, and spraying a little bit of viscera on him. Not to mention he lost half of his HP, so he probably, uh, Healing doesn't doesn't uh, wipe away the blood. Uh, funny enough, yeah, it, it it doesn't remove the blood, but still, you've got you got a little more chunks on you than anybody else. Mm. So, but Adira, happy enough. Adira is disappointed. There were no miniature halflings. Mm. We're all disappointed. Well, you can you can have quarterlings. You can have rats, and everybody voted for rats. <laughs> Well, I didn't know quarterlings were an option. <laughs> yeah, we weren't told that. Quarterlings, words. Quarterlings were not an option. The only thing I like more than rats are spiders. That's just because I like spiders. Well, oh, yeah, the the original uh, encounters were going to be giant cockroaches. Yeah. 
Well, they could like make some sort of like whip of spiders. <laughs> hmm. If only. If only. So you all stand in the uh, in the basement now. Carla is still upstairs, uh, having stated that she wouldn't come down uh, until y'all came back. All right. Well, I uh, I go back up the stairs. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah, I'll follow. Okay. I'll go last. I'm I'm not sure we should bring the rats upstairs. What That's why I'm going last. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The rats are all down in the hole. I mean, parts of them are on foresight, but like. Can may 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 I clean him up? Yeah. You can press to digitate. Press to digitate him. Come here, dear. Let's see if we can. I think I might actually have to make a check to clean up. Oh yeah, yeah, because of his um, drawback. Uh, yeah. Go um, ahead. I believe it's a will. Yes, and in future I'll not be a, a a dumb butt and have information directly in front of me. You must attempt any saving throw. So yeah, whatever the saving throw is at the. I wonder if it has a it, saving throw. Yeah, it doesn't have a saving throw. So how does that? How uh, are you going to work that, Sean? Is it uh, a touch? Uh, no, it would be. It, it would be a saving throw in this instance uh, against uh, <clears throat> against your DC. Yeah, uh, I think that will would be fair enough. My my DC uh, for zero level is fourteen. So uh, as as you approach, he just looks extremely nervous. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to try to remove some of this blood. Yeah, sorry. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna kill you. It'll be painless. All right. You won't see it coming. Keep in mind, though, with prestidigitation, the blood doesn't disappear. It's all just now on the floor. That—that's a fine place for it. <laughs> all, all the grime and, uh, all, all your grime and blood and viscera like schlup off you and just onto the floor. Yeah, now there's just a few holes in my, uh... Oh, yeah. Hey, cool. So, uh, I guess since his shit would be at least a little bit damaged, you'd be able to see underneath it is, uh... He's actually wearing a bit of armor underneath all of his rags. Scaled armor. Ooh. That's impressive, but hey, it's, there's a thing. more impressive than what I'm wearing. I could fix those too, but it would take longer. Mm. Alright, so uh, I believe it was uh, it was Lark that went up first? Yep. Alright, so you head up the stairs immediately as as uh, Adira works on uh, works on Foresight's disheveled appearance. Carla is up there. She's standing behind the counter, wiping it down. It's still pretty, uh, pretty dead up here, as far as things go. All right. Uh, I approach her. I say, um, "Well, Miss Carla, we uh, we seem to have found what has caused uh, what's been causing your food stores to disappear." Oh, that's great. What was it? 
Uh, rocked. It's um, your uh, basement is uh, leading directly into the sewers. Um, so rats have been taken uh, uh, liberal refuge within your uh, within your cellar. God damn it! Well, we uh, we got rid of the big one and we uh, we cleared out the nest, but uh, uh, you're gonna have to to get that all boarded up, or else they're gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, I'll get I'll get boss. Uh, the word he'll send some wood. Yeah. Well, we uh, we have a few rat bodies down there if you want to see them. But uh, uh, was there uh, was there anything else you needed from us? I don't think so. Let me go down and check and see how bad it is, and she'll head that way. All right, I'll follow. Uh, her. Was anybody else heading up the stairs at the time? Uh, I would have followed him up the yeah, stairs. That's what I okay. earlier. Once he gets once I get him cleaned up, I'm going back upstairs. Okay. So probably about the time that uh, that Adira makes it to the top of the stairs, Carla will be heading that way. She'll she'll let you out of the stairwell before heading down herself. Excuse me, and heading down. Okay. Oh god, that fucking stinks. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's 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 not pleasant, but like I said, I point towards the giant hole. Like I said, your your cellar does lead directly into the sewers. Yeah. And if you have food in here, well, I'll see what I can do to get it patched up. In the meantime, let's go back upstairs and have a talk. And she'll like be covering her face a little bit. All right. And head up. I uh, I follow her with a little spring in my step. All right, so... Well, uh, Brock would not have followed down. He'll just be sitting at the bar waiting. All right. So, uh, when everybody accumulates uh, back up in the bar, uh, Carla will thank you all. Uh, uh, she's like, thank you. I know it's not the greatest uh, pay in the world, but I also think it's, it's pretty fair. Offer you all keys. Um... She doesn't have that many rooms. Uh, she only has three rooms. So she'll she'll put three keys on the table and say you can split them up as you want. Uh, food's free. Uh, it'll probably take her a little bit to get cooking again uh, this evening. But uh, food's free. Drink's free. And uh, she'll she'll go under the counter and pull out a bag and dish out 25 gold to each of you. Okay. I um, grab my uh, my bag of gold. Um, I say thank you. I immediately grab whichever key is closest to me without even looking at it, and I run back to my room. All right. I'll go for the key before the gold. Okay. Uh, I would grab the gold first, and I would just be like, I would pick it up, and I would be like, well, it's not a lot of pay, but for a couple of dozen rats, it's plenty. And I would put it up and realize that there's only one key left. Yeah, I'll... Uh... I'll wait till everybody else has theirs, and then grab the the money and the key, and start heading for the door. Which she would explain that the rooms are, you know, they're like mildly spacious and and set up for more than one person. They're just she doesn't have that many actual rooms. So if you want to share, <laughs> uh, go right ahead. Um, Riley busies himself sorting through the uh, pouch of gold coins. You said twenty five, right? Yes, 25 gold. He takes 12 of those 
and pushes the remainder across the bar, saying, the rest to help you repair the basement. Uh, go ahead and make me a diplomacy. I can do that. Probably. Maybe. I mean, I can try. Uh, go ahead and make me a sense motive. All right. Uh, so you can tell for a second she considers it, but she, she shakes her head and pushes it back at you. She's like, don't worry about it. Boss will take care of it. Oh, well, if you insist. Okay, yeah, while they are all worried about the keys and counting the gold and stuff, I'm just going to pick up my gold, stick it in my pocket. I'm going to walk back down the stairs. All right. And I'm going to attempt to use my mending. I know it will take forever. Ten minutes. To uh, try to put this floor back together as much as possible. All right. Go ahead and click it, and we'll see how much it does. I believe it just outright says one object uh, up to one pound per level. Yeah, I, I allow it to work on, like, small areas of things so long as yeah. it doesn't exceed. And, like, it, it's, it's not a big... Sorry. I don't know Imperial measurements, so I don't actually know how much a pound is. I'm gonna be real. Uh... One pound is about 450 grams. Okay. So I can just half it to a kilo. Yeah, basically. That works. So uh, you'll notice that little flecks of wood are, like, coming back together. Uh, and while it's, like, plate, like sucking them up, like, from where they landed below and replacing them, it's still rotten. Uh, so right. you can, I'll, I'll say, probably just over the course of about an hour, you can repair the hole, but the wood is still rotten and will still break very easily. Right. I I know I can't do anything about that, but just trying to fill the hole in some. Right. Um, now, there is a small uh, section, probably just a little bit bigger than a coin, that, uh, that just will not come back. Uh, you imagine that its parts are just utterly missing. Okay, so that's what I'll be doing for the next hour. All right. After about half an hour, Carla would come down and, like, inquire as to what you're doing. Well, the wood will still be rotten, and it'll still need to be replaced, but this might help keep the rats out until that's done. Oh, thank you. You know what? Here. And then, for flavor purposes, since you didn't get any of your starting gear yet, technically, she gives you enough money to do that. Awesome. Uh, for for your services there. Uh, yes. Uh, foresight, you do... Uh, everybody who, who took a key finds the appropriate room. They are numbered very simply. One, two, three. Uh, it's very easy uh, to do. Is anybody bunking up with anybody else? Not if he doesn't have to. Uh, I haven't left the bar. Uh, I would have actually... I'll actually have given her a gold back and requested ale. Alright. Wasn't that a part of it? Yeah, yeah, you get free drinks. Oh, I thought it was free food. Okay, works for me. Well, free food, drinks, uh, stay. Okay, you know I was raised by dwarves. With regards to bunking, I just grabbed whichever key, key was nearest. Um, I didn't actually, like, pick anything out, so... Um, I don't know if anybody has a key that is corresponding to my room, but... Well, no, there were only three keys. Yeah. One key per room. Oh, was there? Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, well, okay. So, never mind. I, I misunderstood that. Okay, so what I probably would have done then is I probably would have left the door open. I wouldn't have said anything, but... Foresight's door is closed. Yeah, since three of y'all just took keys and left, three of us don't have room <laughs> yet. Yep. Well, I'm leaving my door open. Okay. So, in your skivvies and armor, Foresight is mending his, his clothes. Yep. Uh... What are, what is Leaf and Box doing? Uh, Leaf is actually headed back to the church. He he's got his share of the money, and he's gonna hand it off to Thon. All right. Uh, so you take that back to the church, and uh, we'll 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 get back to that in just a minute. Uh, let me write some stuff down. All right, so Leaf is going to the church. Is anybody else doing anything in particular uh, for, say, the next hour? Um, not that I can think of. Just hiding in the room and hoping that no one else is in the door. Um, in my room, what I would probably be doing is I would probably just be, like, setting my stuff out. Um, just really happy that I have a place to stay, which is why I quickly grabbed the key, because I desperately need a place to stay. Um, and, uh, once I am, I'm content that I have my, uh, my, uh, whole room set up, I would go down to the, uh, the bar and, uh, I would take a drink. All right. And I would, uh, celebrate with the other patrons. Yes, the, the other patrons are the people that you did this job with, uh, currently at one very sleepy man in the corner. Fair enough. Uh. Okay. Now, uh, you would have both noticed that the... The rooms are really they're they're set up for like two people. Uh so you have plenty mm-hmm. of space up in there. Um and if no nobody else is gonna do anything in particular, uh we'll go back to Leaf. So you head down the street uh that you walked up initially. It's once again it's uh pouring outside. The rains do not stop in Storm Bluff for quite some time, and you are heading down the stairs uh, towards the Church of Abadar. Uh, you arrive and enter, uh, and you would see uh, the father there, uh, Father Arthur, who had uh, been the one to actually heal the man from before. Arthur, have uh, have you seen my brother? Uh, yes, I believe he was in the uh, in the porthouse, uh, just just off there with the uh, with the homeless. Uh, then I'd like to join him and All right. march off. So you head into the porterhouse and uh, you go into the room, and there's all these you know these people you saw probably you know maybe an hour before. And your brother's, once again, he's there. He's, he's helping some individuals over by the side. Uh, they look uh, not, like, wounded, like they've been hurt, but, like, they're just um, generally, like, uh, ill or something to that extent. You know, he'll, he'll just kind of march up, uh, probably not as silently or as, or as quietly as he'd like with Box lumbering behind him. Uh, but he'll he'll march up and... Uh, Say, Thon, I have a present for you. 
I'm finally getting to pay my tithe. Oh, Leaf, welcome back. And and he'll uh, he he'll be very happy to see you looking. He's like, oh, that's wonderful, wonderful. Uh, how much uh, are you donating? He and he'll he'll go up and you know hold out his hand like he's gonna clap him on the shoulder and he'll kind of like reach into the folds of his his clothing and he'll pull out uh the coin purse with his payment and he'll hand the entirety of it over just kind of like clap it into his brother's hand won't name an amount or whatever but i imagine from like the heft of the bag he can kind of get an idea and yeah uh, you can get a guess out of it yeah uh but he'll he'll he won't really say much else he'll just uh you know smile and uh say there i suppose there's more work to be done i hear some floors in the end need to be repaired and uh i imagine my assistance might be needed but uh please use it well we will certainly try thank you very much leaf uh have you anywhere to stay uh he just kind of holds up the key to the room and he says uh, i believe i do that was uh, part of the payment arrangement thankfully oh that's right that was the same job, wasn't it? Indeed. I uh, imagine I'll spend much of my time at the church regardless. So uh, I, there's more work to be done. Uh, I'll leave you to your duties, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Thank you, thank you. I hope to see you tomorrow as well. It, it, it's, I, know, I know it's been quite some time, and he will clap you on the shoulder as well. Just uh, give him a curt nod. Leaf isn't one for uh, excessive emotion. And uh, I will march my way back to the end. All right. People, uh, and you you would be used to this, of course. People are giving you a mild berth because of uh, because of Box following you. Yeah, I should really decorate him or color on him with crayons to make him a little bit more kid-friendly. <laughs> Just give him a give, give him a mask, make him, make him scarier looking. Oh, there, there we go. Just a big old demon mask. That's what we need. Yep. Villagers with torches and pitchforks. Immediately hostile, right? Alright, so you head back, uh, leaving the third door locked in your absence. Uh, and you return. Uh, it would appear that, that the Oread and um, both of the humans are at the... Uh, at the bar, drinking. Yep. Um, so, so, I mean, how many people are in the bar right now? Is it is this literally just us and the um, the drunk guy in the corner? Like, what time would it be? Is there one of the shade stones nearby? You could you could ask Carla what time it was, and she would be able to tell you. She'd tell you it's about four. Okay. And usually, people come in later. Uh, people come in at all times. She uh, because she had to had to kind of stop cooking. Uh, a lot less people came in because her thing, the thing of the blackfish is their food. Uh, so there, there was a lot less business, and now she's able, going to be able to kind of like spread the word that business is back on. But that will probably be tomorrow after she can get uh, some fresh food. Okay. They don't believe in customer loyalty around here. Fair enough. Pretty much. So yeah, so uh, I uh, I'm drinking uh, down at the bar. So who's the uh, who's the other person who's there with me? Uh, Riley and Brock are both there, I believe. All right. So yeah, dr- uh, drinking away is, 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 is like are you guys just drinking at the bar? Is that what's happening? 
Yeah. All right. So I uh, I look at them and I say, uh, all right. So uh, so what's your story? Uh, and I would like to point out to both of you that despite otherwise looking completely human, uh, Lark has like blood red eyes. Yeah. Um, okay. Generally, description of my character. My character is relatively young. He's only about seventeen. Um, I have darker skin because I'm I'm from Helios. I was part of the tribal nomads that just basically go around. I have light brown hair. My hair color is actually is lighter than my skin color. Um, I have tattoos all along my arms. Both tattoos are different from the other one, but they're both like tribal-ish patterns. Um, but the uh, the striking feature of me is is my eyes are blood red. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, so uh, what uh, uh, what attracted you guys to this job? Mostly the uh, free room and board and the promise of a small pay, plus helping out someone in need. Well, uh, I, uh, I like uh, helping out to people in need. It's something I haven't had the chance to do too much of lately. Um, but uh, I was lucky that I found this ad when I did because uh, uh, I was just newly homeless this morning. So uh, good fortune, I suppose, right? Well, certainly lucky you. But so where are all of our manners? I don't believe we've had proper introductions yet. My name is Riley, Riley Morheim. At your service, sir. Like Shungaderno, I'm from uh, I'm from the desert across the ocean. I'm sorry, what was that name? L- Lark, Lark Shungaderno. Okay, I will just call you Lark. <laughs> well, Lark is my my uh, my given name. It's it's uh, it's tribal custom. I've been named as a uh, uh, a member of my tribe, the Gaderno tribe. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we, we, we have quite the history. Well, I'd certainly love to hear it sometime. We, 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 we have, we have quite the stories. In, in, in fact, speaking of stories, uh, one of our, uh, companions actually reminds me a lot of, uh, of, uh, one of the, uh, the old folk tales we heard from back home. It's not the tree, is it? No, 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 Adira. We, it, it's funny, uh, that, that, should be her name because uh, uh, we have uh, we have an old folk tale about um, uh, a uh, an old queen named Adira. Well, that's curious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 it was a cautionary tale. I, I would find it odd that any uh, parent should name their child after uh, a cautionary figure, but um, here we are. But uh, uh, it's I've, I've always found it a a decent name. I'm I'm not one to judge. Do you think she's aware of the tale? Uh, I don't know. She might. She might be. Well, perhaps you ought to uh, enlighten her, just in case she isn't. Uh, I was planning on having that conversation with her when uh, once I see her. Well, I believe she disappeared into the basements about a few moments ago. Well, there's only one way out. Well, unless you count the sewers. <laughs> she just dives in and. <laughs> All right. Um, whilst you were all talking, uh, Foresight, uh, you were heading down to the basement, uh, to, uh, because you wanted to find Adira too, didn't you? Yes, he did. Just one awkward boy, kind of shuffling by, make, trying not to make eye contact with anyone that's in the bar, as is his awkward boy way. Um, making it down to the basement, seeing and hearing familiar magics is... To what he's been casting, he will uh, knock on one of the support beams loud enough for her to hear, and just be like, "I would like you to make a spellcraft if you have." It. I will try my very averages. 
That's a word, right? It is. Cool. That's not how you spell that. Spulkrft. Yeah. Alright, um, you would recognize that, um, the magic she is using is not inherently, uh, very spell like like normal magic. There's something strange about it. Mm. Uh, you can't quite put your finger on its source, uh, but it certainly doesn't have the same feel as magic. But of course, from your perspective, that doesn't necessarily mean mm. that much. Um, that said, uh, fuck being nervous or hesitant or awkward. His curiosity has now been piqued. <laughs> On two points, uh, he will immediately forget why he came down there and uh, take a few steps closer, but not maybe like a meter between the two of them, uh, two meters between the two of them, and be like, oh, that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, how do you, um, how are you casting that? How? What do you mean, how? Well, I mean... I mean, I can cast magic too, but like, not like that. It's like, uh, words are hard to talk. Uh, I simply, I simply think I want the floor put back together and it goes back together. No, like, uh, you don't got a chant or nothing. For what? Uh, to make the the spell go? No chanting. That... It does still manifest, so what does your, uh, mending look like? Um... You'd probably just see, like, a... a almost like the air around the, the objects were filled with, with like, a, a glitter as they kind of came back together. It's like, her magic is real real almost muted it, it, it's not as showy as you would typically see his eyes will go wide because that is super interesting um and then he'll actually like kind of move a little bit closer to uh, another bit that's a bit broken and then he'll use mending his way to like show the difference because this is neat which involves uh, uh, celestial chanting his both of his hands are facing forward his palms are facing towards it there is a very small sphere of uh, slightly yellowish light and it looks like time's kind of just moving backwards a bit you speak As celestial he will answer in celestial Simply yes. Hmm. Which plane are you from? That he'll think, like like very very clearly thinking. I don't. I was kind of just. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really know much of my origins. I would assume this one. But I don't know. Okay. 
by that statement, I'd assume that you're not from this one? <sighs> I suppose that depends on how you look at it. You ever heard of a Shabti? What check do I have to make to know about? Can I even make planes? Yeah, uh, I have planes. I don't have anything in planes yet. Only religion and history. Uh, I'd allow a history. Okay, I'll try a history. How am I gonna spell this? His story. That's wow. Okay. Um. So, while. You don't know the intricacies of what they mean. You do know that uh, Shabti often only appear soon after the death of someone usually very wealthy. Um, somebody who uh, had a lot of money and a lot of power and uh, like after they kick the bucket is usually when a Shabdi shows up. That's about all you know. Uh, phantoms of those of import, I think, would be the best way to put it. Uh, not phantoms. Um, you know what a simulacrum is? Fuck, I do. I don't think my character does. <laughs> uh, you can make a general intelligence just to know what the word means. Okay. I'll roll 1d10, or 1d20. Ah, shit. No, you're stuck with 1d10. I've never done this. What? what? Boom! God what? damn. He's smart! <clears throat> Fucking living on that loyalty to enlightenment. Uh, so, you would know that a simulacrum, not only just its general term of a word, uh, you would know a simulacrum, uh, is something that is made it's like a false body it's a false creation uh made to be something real it's not quite like a homunculus uh they're they're usually considered unliving also not a construct at the same time uh in not so many words i know it as a uh, a copy of something or someone Precisely. I was molded from gold. And I was a statue, more or less, until the death of someone, at which point I was born in the boneyard. He is visibly extremely intrigued at all of this. Uh, which you can make a religion. Uh, the boneyard in of itself isn't something that really rings a bell off the top of your head. Could I at least know it links to Phrasma? Thou wast one shy of that. Oh. <clears throat> then instead of saying that he knows, pretending like it, he would be instead uh, more interested in being. Could you tell me any more? Uh, provided I'm not like overstepping any bounds. I don't know what else there is to tell. She died. I appeared in the boneyard with all her memories, and I was sentenced to her punishment. Her soul was left clean to return to the River of Souls. If that were the case, is the boneyard a physical place? 
it's another plane of existence, yes. Then how are you? Do you know how you got here? Well, I went to Abaddon. Served her punishment. Until a psychopomp brought me here. I, I arrived here about three days ago. I... Hmm. Would it be okay? I like to keep record of things. Would it be okay if I wrote this down? I don't see what harm it would do. He is one very happy boy. He might actually be glowing a little bit. <laughs> Alright, so at this point, the uh, conversation going on upstairs has reached the point that it had previously. Uh, where you were all talking about her being in the basement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Leaf walks in with Box. Okay. Oh, hello. I raise my glass to them. Relaxing. Cheers. Relaxing after a hard day's work. Um, just to clarify, Box is a treant? Is that what it is? He's a sapling treant. That's correct. <laughs> He's a sapling treant. Um, is he at all anthropomorphic? So, like, does he have, like... Is he Groot, basically, is what I'm asking? Or does he, like, just literally look like a tree? He's he's a bit more inhuman than you would expect from a Groot. I'll, uh, I'll post the picture that I've been using in uh, the Discord chat. Okay. okay. Yeah. So he's, he's a bit good enough for me. less human than Groot, but close enough. Still good enough to offer a beer. I offer box beer. <laughs> He just sticks oh, no. his finger in it. Yeah, I mean, he... Taste it, it's good. He is. He'll just, like, put his okay. hand in it. Who knows? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yep. Well, this is oh, curious. Yeah. Do, uh, trees get drunk? <laughs> Uh, from what I know, we're about to find out. I put my glass on the table and I just let him soak his finger in there, and I ordered another drink. All right. Yeah, from what I know about his anatomy, I, I don't quite think he uh, processes alcohol the same way we do. Uh, but it is oh. interesting to watch him splash around, at least. Well then, uh, tell me, do elves get drunk? I will slide a glass <laughs> over in front of Leaf. Oh my. Sir, my name is Riley Morheim, at your service. Uh, Leaf Goldthrush, uh, traveler and well-wisher. I'm sorry, you travel with a tree and your name is Leaf? Uh, I had the name before I had the tree. Did you get the tree because of the name? I don't believe so. So it's just a happy coincidence. Quite the happy one. And... Excuse my ignorance, but how does one go about acquiring a tree companion? Well, the same way I'd imagine you'd acquire any kind of companion. You know what? Fair enough. Would you be, be able to teach me how to go out and get a tree companion? I sort of stumbled upon it myself, honestly. Oh, quite fair. 
I certainly would like to have a uh, a tree fellow um, walking around following me. Well, he's certainly been good to me. I can only hope that one day you'd find your own. Hmm, quite. Um, well, uh, uh, we know all about Vox. What about you? What brings you to these parts? The priest back at the church. He, he's uh, my half-brother. I hadn't seen him in quite some time, and I heard that he was tending to his flock out in this direction. So I, I thought, why not? Ah, truly, uh, and you're here to help him? I hope. Uh, hmm. Well, yeah, um, I, I lift up my glass and I say, to noble aims. I don't drink much, but, you know, he'll clap his glass with you and he'll slug back a, a swallow worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all drink to that. And I kind of clink my glass with everybody. Or tap my mug, as it were. <laughs> Probably more likely in this establishment. Does uh, does Brock have anything to add to this conversation? Uh, yeah, he would actually seem really interested in Lark. He would have seemed very interested in his entire conversation, explaining the how he was from the light side of the world. And he would he would let y'all talk for a moment, but he would he would turn to Lark and he would be like, "You uh, you mentioned you are from the other side of the world." Yes, from the uh, the land of the sun. Could could you tell me what that's like, to to see the sun? I have only recently been acquainted with the moon itself, and mm -hmm. the sun is very interesting to me. Well, the the, the sun is is much 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 brighter, um, and it, uh, um, it you can see much further, um, and and. It, it, my my homeland Helios. It's it's so different from this uh, this realm here. There are just trees everywhere, and you can barely see uh, uh, any far distance. But when you uh, you climb up to uh, a tall uh, sand dune, you look over the horizon, and you uh, you see for miles and miles and miles with ruins um, just popping up at random places. It's um, it's it's beautiful in a different way. Um, but we don't have stars. I will say that the stars here are quite beautiful. Yes, I uh, I actually find them to be quite a sight myself, as I uh, I am actually from the Underdark, so the sky is quite a new concept to me, in general. Oh, well, if uh, if you are oh, there it is. Oh, yes, okay, languages I do have it. Um, you, when you say you're from the Underdark, I say ah in Undercommon. Well met. I <laughs> would look at you slightly confused. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I I then go back to common, uh, and I he say, sounds uh, like a drow or a duragar. Uh, um, <laughs> well, in that case, when you speak like that, I would actually kind of get a uh, a, a look of distaste on my face, and I would be like, I do not, I do not speak the language of them. Ah, uh, Sid Roy had me, uh, uh, he, he, he taught me the language, uh, um, he said it was important that I was able to follow orders if his associates were to bark any at me. Well, uh, we, we were a very secluded people. We did, we did not, we, we tried not to associate with these slavers of the outside. Mm-hmm. 
I've only met a very, very few when I just started um, traveling with Sidroy. Um, but uh, the, uh, the the few people we uh, had business with were um, quite unsavory. Uh, they tend to be, yes. We have we have had many a many an encounter. But... Mm. Well, tell me your story. That must be an interesting tale about how you grew up in the Underdark and found your way off to the surface. Well, uh, might find find it hard to believe, but I've recently become become a wanderer by trade, as uh, well living in a hole in the ground for 70 years leads one to uh, desire something more. Uh, we, we are a monastic people. We believe that our hole in the ground is actually quite holy, if, uh, if you don't mind the pun. Uh, <laughs> damn it, Sean, now I'm doing it too. The uh. <laughs> We, it's fine. I've just resigned myself to it. I, I always say, uh. I hate it. Well, cause I, I usually don't do it, but now that Sean mentioned it, I'm doing it a lot now. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh. But we we live in in the monastery, and that is kind of our way of life, as we have found this holy place underground that is a connection to the earth. And you would notice around his neck, he actually has uh, prayer beads, and in the center, if you know the holy symbols, is actually the symbol of Torag. And he would point to it, and he would say, uh, <laughs> "He would say, our father Torag uh, has connected us with the earth, and it has given my family abilities that we use to protect ourselves underground and keep ourselves safe from the slavers outside." Um, Sean, I got a 10 on my knowledge religion. What do I know about Torag? Um, he's, uh, the head of the Dwarven Gods. Uh, he's also known as the Allfather, and, uh, he, he really, like, has a lot to do with Dwarven culture and, uh, like, forging and, and strong bonds and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ah, oh, well... A worthy companion, indeed. It's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Ah, thank you. But, I must uh, say it's... Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say that recently, or all my life, I'd actually felt a pull to the outside, but it is only until recently that I've grown of age and my father decided to let me leave. And that is how I've come upon the service. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm fairly new to this region myself. I've been traveling all over the, uh, the surface. Um, I've, I've seen some dark things in my time, but, uh, I, uh, uh today I, th I think is a day for, of, of, of celebration. Um, I, uh, I left a very, um, uh, dark part of my life behind, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, this, uh, this will be a new beginning, and I sort of raise up my, my mug to new beginnings. I would raise mine up, too. That is a... Wonderful thing to look forward to. Um, speaking of uh, of looking forward to, does does anybody have any uh, job leads? Uh, anybody who's looking for uh, somebody uh, uh, somebody to work? I'm I'm an accomplished seamstress, and uh, I'm uh, currently looking to uh, to make ends meet after all this is done. I uh, I uh, I'm very grateful to the uh, benevolence of our uh, 
of our employer here, but uh, I uh, have no illusion to uh, uh, that we will uh, tax our welcome for uh, uh, too long. Lark, if you don't mind me asking, why focus on clothing when you seem to display a slightly different skill set? Uh, well, my uh, my my grown skill set is uh, is uh, has actually been uh, uh, sewing and seamstress. My uh, my people were traders. We uh, we dealt in textiles, um, but uh, these uh, well, these past few years have been dark times for me, and uh, they've forced me to grow into a, another form of survival that uh, I, uh, I rather would not have enjoyed being forced into, but uh, there's, there's, there's also, it's, we, we, we pick up some skills in the desert. We, uh, we, we, we have another survival set there as well. But well, uh, one, one must learn to protect themselves in dark times. It's true, it's true, but hopefully this, uh, this, is, uh, uh, this is a mark for that to change, and I'm uh, I'm hoping uh, that one day I'll be able to settle down and and uh, become uh, become a trader that would have made my uh, my father proud. Interesting. Tell me, how long have you been in this town? Three days. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, if you know of anyone personally that I could speak to who've maybe been here for a bit longer than three days. Well, I'm looking to gather some information around the town. I assume Carla would have been here for a while. You yeah, she's next that. on the list as soon as she's done <laughs> cooking. Uh, yep. So, so she is in the back cooking, and the smell of uh, a seasoned porridge is kind of coming out of the uh, out of the back of the kitchen now, and but. Uh, at this point, uh, Foresight, uh, go ahead and knock out that line that you wanted to, uh, and we'll bring both you and Adira up out of the basement. I'm so glad I wrote that down because I did genuinely forget. Good job, me. Pass me with that Foresight. Wait a second. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, after a, a bit more uh, small chat, that's the word. It, he'll kind of scrunch and rub the back of his neck and just be like, uh, you know, I'm not really fond of sharing any, any sort of living space with anyone, but I, I feel like if it were you, I wouldn't mind it so much. Um, I think that there's a lot more that we could talk about that'd be kind of fun. It's acceptable to me. It's much better than having to sleep at the church. He seems relieved, visibly. I'm glad to hear that. I think dinner first, though, if Carla's about done. Oh, yeah. When was the last time I ate? You, you really should remember to eat. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think it's funny that you still haven't asked her the original question you set out to. I know. <laughs> He'll never ask. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like three months in, and it'll be like, oh yeah. Uh, so y'all head up, upstairs, uh, you having finished the floor. And uh, 
and everybody convenes to some degree uh, around the bar. For a set, we'll sit slightly away from everyone else, not because of edginess, but because of nervousness. <laughs> I, uh... Oh. I'm I'm comfortable with people now that I'm I'm getting to know them. I, I I slowly become less formal and um become more familiar with everybody and 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 less shy and just uh, just enjoying my evening. It's it's nice to have a good evening for once. Uh, seeing that Forsyth is uh, sitting a little bit further away, Riley will raise a glass and beckon him to uh, sit a bit closer and share in a drink and a tail. Visible distress. <laughs> Come, we don't bite much. At least not as much as the rats. Just a bit of conversation, friend. Oh. Alright. <laughs> Move one chair closer. <laughs> oh, that's close enough. Now that everyone is looking at you, please tell us your name and your story. <laughs> I am very interested. Oh god, do you say that exact thing out loud? I say that exact thing out loud. Cool. So how many of you speak Celestial? I do! <laughs> nope. I do not. Cool. So one of you gets the introduction. As the boy is one nervous boy, he's just going to very quickly be like, uh, my name is Foresight. I don't know where I'm from, except for just in the woods somewhere north of, or south of here. Um, I can heal really, really well. But again, all in Celestial. Can I tell that these other people are not understanding what he's saying? Uh, you, you can make a perception. For you guys, it's all like, Metalu. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, just a, <laughs> I was just about to ask, Sean, what does Celestial sound like to the Undreamed Deer? Oh, it's actually described. It's fucking weird. Uh, yes, it, it does sound strange if... Oops. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it sounds somewhat like music? Am I mistaken um, in that? So there are two kinds of Celestial. There's Celestial spoken by angels, and then there's Celestial spoken by people. Um, it, if it's spoken by angels, then it sounds like a bunch of bells going off. If it's spoken by people, um, I think it's like it sounds like pseudo-elven, but like it's almost resounding within your head. Shit's weird. Well, if I... As long as it's not like supernatural and makes our heads explode. No, that's a Nokian. Uh, but <laughs> if that perception is enough for me to tell they don't know what's going on, I'll start translating. Uh, yeah, it it that that's probably certainly enough to get like the kind of like vacant <laughs> stares uh, that that they're putting out. So you, his his name is. Foresight, he likes healing people. He's one nervous boy. And he came from the south, somewhere in the woods. Somewhere in the woods, you say? Foresight, friend, buddy. The boy nods. <laughs> can you be a little bit more specific than that? Uh, I don't think he can. <laughs> Could you at least maybe mention which woods? South? Tried his best, man. Let's 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 try a different route of questioning. What is your earliest memory? 
getting personal shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like I said, I'm getting informal here. I'm getting comfortable with you. People. And drunk. That's that helps too. And also, yes, also a key keyboard there. Um, he's just kind of gonna clam up, shy away from that question. Was it making grass babies? It was not making grass babies. Okay. Darn, that was my next question. I do know what it is, but but he would he would legitimately be very very. Well, that's fair. I'm not, if I see that I'm visibly making him uncomfortable, then I'm going to uh, stop that route of questioning. Uh, you would have seen that as soon as Riley started talking to him. Okay. <laughs> Excessively uncomfortable. <laughs> Even with a a a cloaked a cloaked face, you can still see like redness going over his cheeks and his nose. A little bit of discomfort is uh, yeah. is, is healthy, but uh, we uh, we try not to push it too much. Well, if you don't want to share your past, you could at least tell us why you're here. Um, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was sent here to try to attain enlightenment, which would basically have me, uh, knowing as much as I can about everything as much as I can, as much as there is. It's kind of a weird concept. Well... If you are here to learn, I could, uh, I could teach you the ways of of our father Torag, or maybe even Desna. Well, most of my learning before coming here uh, was about the religions. Oh, so In I fact, see you're the well reason why I left was to learn about. Uh, plane I reside in, instead of those above and below. But that is the pursuit of Desna, is to learn of the plane we reside in, instead of the ones, or the others. Shrug. <laughs> hmm. Well, if that's it for questioning foresights, thank you for sharing that information, friends. I'm sure we'll talk more in the future. I do believe that there's only one person left here who I'm not acquainted with. I believe your name is Adira, correct? It is. My name is Riley, Riley Morheim, at your service. You're one of my servants. I wouldn't go that far, but I am willing to lend a helping hand to people in need. Uh, I see. I, w I, I will remember that. Do you have many servants? Uh, not since I've arrived here. In this town? On this plane. Okay. That works. Riley sits back in his uh, seat. Stool? Probably not stool. <laughs> it's it's funny, uh, funny you say that because my people actually have a uh, story uh, about a, um, a person named Adira. Is it that uncommon of a name? Well, nowadays it is, but uh, uh, we uh, we actually did have a story about uh, an, an ancient queen named Adira. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm a little bit rusty on the details here. I forget the exact name of the city that she was queen of uh, and the details of the story. Could you go over that with me again? And also assume that I'm sort of relaying this story as well. Um, you got that her 
name was Adira Malka. Uh, she was a high queen. Uh, she was a high queen over all of Helios uh, a long, long time ago. You're not sure of the exact time span back, but it's at the very least centuries, possibly millennia. Uh, and hold on one second. Time to kill a kitten. Kill the tell cat. me, does anyone else hear a cavern in this tavern? Cavern. <laughs> cat. <laughs> also yeah, a cavern. There's a cat. There's a cat trapped under the floorboards. Um. <laughs> uh, she was also known as the Queen of the Golden Sands or the Queen of the Gilded Sea. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, and the name of the settlement was uh, lost to time, but you know it that it's sunken under the sands very near where uh like basically because the uh you you know of a building called the Priuship complex uh which it wasn't the city but it was like the palace and uh that is actually uh a well-known ruin that is sunk deep beneath the capital city of helios today Okay, uh, I I thought the the uh, the general idea behind the capital city is is that that's the only one that the sands haven't overtaken. How would it be sunk below that? That that's a technicality. The only reason it hasn't been taken okay. by the sands is because it's just been constantly built up and up and up oh, as the sands have swallowed <laughs> uh, the older things. Uh, okay, that's so fair. like there is there are forgotten ruins deep beneath the city. That would be a fairly interesting city to explore. Yes, yes, it would. Um, the uh, another quick question is: uh, I'm looking at my notes here that I took on uh, our uh, introductory session there, and uh, in, in, um, when we were looking at that, and um, uh, I have here that uh, Queen Adira. Uh, I know her from a cautionary tale about decadence and evil rulers. Do I know just generally, or do, like what I have? Uh, it was, I believe it was like a middling role, so you couldn't remember the details exactly. Uh, it just had to do with, mm -hmm. um, like, she was, you remember that in the tale, she was a bad person. She was, she was an evil ruler. Yeah. Uh, and that her, and, and they, uh, they, the tale had to do with greed, and that ultimately it led to her downfall, okay. but you weren't exactly sure of the details. Okay. Either way, I share all of these details. Queen Adira, uh, Queen of the Golden Sands, Queen of the Gilded Sea, um, the uh, um, uh, associated with the uh, the Priu ship complex, um, about how it was a, a cautionary tale of our people, um, warning against uh, um, decadence and evil rulers. Well, her yeah. life should serve as a cautionary tale. Mm. So, so, so you do know your. Uh, your your namesake then. You are familiar with this story. I am very familiar. I hold all her memories. Oh. Um that's interesting. She was a bit of a bit of a tyrant to everybody but her children. Exiled her husband, beheaded her brother. She didn't 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 take to people disagreeing with her. Ah, 
Um, could you go into a little bit more detail as to how you've come about to hold all of her memories? Well, as, as I was actually explaining to Foresight here, I I was created to do so. Ah, interesting. When when she died, I came into being, was born, maybe you'd say, but as I am now, not not as a child like you all were. Interesting. Um, wow. If uh, someday, not today, obviously, because we're rebelling, I, I would love the opportunity to uh, sit down with you and uh, and record some of those details. I mean, this is a, a story that was... I believe Foresight's writing a book already. Um, perhaps y'all can work together. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. These are uh, these are tales of my people, and, and uh, any more uh, information or details that I could add to that, I think, would be... Uh, I would be very grateful for that opportunity. I don't know how much longer I will be in town. Oh, you have an engagement? Well, my ultimate goal is to uh, have enough money to travel to Starlight, the capital city. Ah, well, I, uh, from my, my understanding, uh, Starlight travel is fairly expensive. Um, so uh, mayhaps we could help each other make some money. Well, if you know of any more jobs, they're hard to come by in this town. For me, for me at least, people here can be a little... Well, they, they don't like people who look strange to them, I suppose. Alas, I, uh, I have no jobs to offer as I am looking for one myself. It seems we have made the boy uncomfortable. It seems we have. Anyways, to... Uh... Two, 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 two better thoughts. More alcohol! I kind of, like, raise my glass. And just generally, I, I just go along with the evening here. Alright, and, and with that, uh, Carla uh, will come out, her her hands filled with a platter, uh, filled with bowls, uh, and she will spread them out betwixt you, uh, bringing more to drink. Uh, the porridge is seasoned, and I mean, it's porridge, it's not exciting or anything. She tells you that she'll have more fish to, to cook tomorrow uh, now that the issue's been dealt with. Um, and she will bring you all drinks. Thanks for listening to this first full episode of the Aeterna Podcast, brought to you by an Eldritch Dream Games. Find us on Twitter, at Aeterna P and at Eldritch Dream. Help support and enhance the show with a coffee at co- dash fi.com forward slash eldritch dream or at patreon.com forward slash eldritch dream i'd like to give a shout out to our current patrons tim demuse from lost context DD and brian rafe of action forge go give them a listen and view on your favorite pod app and youtube respectively and thank you for supporting the show guys i want to shout out a few other podcasts that are friends of ours Wheel or Woe, a Pathfinder playtest podcast, which is Wheel2E on Twitter. Hideous Laughter, a Carrion Crown Adventure Path podcast, which is Laughter Hideous on Twitter. Fillmore's Crossing, aka Lost Context DD, a Wild West 5th edition podcast, which is at DDLCP on Twitter. They and more have been great friends of ours and hang out with us in The Hive, our Discord server. Give them a listen while you wait on episode two. 
I want to thank Cryo Chamber for allowing us to use their dark ambient music once again. You can find more from them at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. If you have an idea for a drinking game that's potentially less lethal than ours, just wait till episodes 3 and 4 if you don't know what I mean, or just want to make a suggestion, hit us up at P or shoot us an email at aeternapod at gmail.com. Until next time, folks, may the Elder Gods bless your dreams. <laughs>